you have your Bible, uh, well, let me suggest before we ever get to page 530, uh, uh, turn to page 497. We'll, we'll be at that verse in a moment. I want to talk to you today on page 497. I'll, I'll mention it again when we get there. But uh, I want to talk to you today about what some call a great go-to verse in the Bible when trouble comes. Now, notice I didn't say if trouble comes. I said when trouble comes. You see, the fact of the matter is in all of our lives, there are going to be those times, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but things come into our life that, uh, you know, we wish uh, had not come into our life. Sometimes they're not major things at all. But then other times they are extremely major things. And, um, you know, it happens to believers. It happens to non-believers. And, uh, you know, Jesus made that very clear. He said, in, in this world, you will have tribulation. And so we just have to understand that that's part of living in this fallen world. Uh, the Bible says, in fact, Jesus said, God makes the sun to rise on the, uh, the evil and the good, and uh, it rains on, on both, and so are the just and the unjust. But uh, you're on page uh, 497. Th- there's a tremendous verse that, you know, we always talk about that verse where Jesus said, in this world you'll have tribulations. That's John chapter 16, verse 33. But in the, in the Old Testament, there is a parallel verse to that that is very, very good. It's in Psalm 34. I'm turning back in my Bible. You're already there on your page number. But I'm back in Psalm 34. You might want to jot this verse down. And many times what I do, I'm very familiar with John 16, 33. And you are too. You may not remember the reference, but where Jesus said, in this world you shall have tribulation. But he went on to say, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. But beside that verse and I do this all through my Bible, like there are other verses that somewhat parallel those verses many times in the Old Testament. Now, in Psalm 34, in the translation you have before you, the same one I'm reading from, it says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Now you look at that. That's basically what Jesus is saying over in John 16. Now the New Living Translation says it even a clearer way. It says the righteous person faces many troubles, but God comes to the rescue each time. I like that. So whatever trouble we go through, we know God's going to come and he's going to be there with us and he's going to help us. The, the idea that if you are try to live your life according to what the Bible teaches. None of us will live perfectly, but if you're trying to live a godly life, and if you'll just have enough faith, then bad things will happen. Well, listen to me today. That is absolutely anti-biblical. But yet, you know, in fact, I was thinking about this yesterday. Dottie and I have friends that in that area, we wouldn't agree. I mean, we, we have some, in fact, and most of their daddy's friends, it's, it's, it's lady friends who've been friends of hers a long time. But she has two or three that are probably some of the most godly people I've ever known, but they honestly believe that if you just have enough faith that, that you won't experience bad things in life. Now, first of all, that's not biblical. It's contrary to what the Bible teaches. But what it does, it, it confuses people. Um, in fact, over the weekend, Dottie brought up an issue, and she said, I just don't understand, you know, about this or that. No. Well, 
And I, I said, well, now, wait a minute. You, you, you know, let, let's put that thing in perspective. And, and we talked about it, and, that, and that's good to do. But, but here's the bottom line to that. Uh, I think the challenge is, like you and I, we can't, we can't, uh, it's not, we're not, we're not other people's Holy Spirit. So, you know, people can believe whatever they want to believe. Now, I would say they ought to try to line it up with the Word of God. But if a person is just going to take the Bible and just go through here and pick a little verse here and pick a little verse here and pick a little verse here and say, ah, this is what the Bible says, so that's what I'm going to believe. In fact, I had a text over the week. Well, I had a text on July 4th from one of the most godly men that, that I've ever known. And, uh, and, and like he's had COVID twice and he never did have really any symptoms. And I text him back to say, now, now how about, and I knew he had gotten the vaccines and I asked him about his wife and, and John had kind of shared me a little bit about his wife and, and he, and, and he texts back and I, I read it and he said, well, no, she, she just stood on the promises of God and said she, she that was just going to be her vaccine. Well, you know, let, let me just say that I, the, what we need to guard against is not letting differences of convictions and opinions about things destroy friendships. Could I have an amen to that? I mean, you know, we're, we're living in such a divided time. America's just basically about 50-50, or maybe it's, maybe it's 45-55, whatever it might be. But it, it, we, I think we'd all agree, but we're divided over everything. And uh, even even COVID, I mean, there are those that just, uh, you know, they just, for whatever reason, they've got this conviction. There are others that have this conviction. Look, we just need to respect the dignity of other people. And even though we may not agree with their conviction, uh, we, we don't want to let that to be a hamper to, to, our, to our, our friendship. Well, enough said on that. I must move along. Uh, now, when troubles come, here's what we need to do. And Jimmy sang about it a moment ago. We need to turn to the right place. And Psalm 91, if you'll turn now to page 530, I'm going to get myself there. Page, page 530 in your Bible, you're in Psalm 91. Uh, Psalm 91, verse 1, identifies the place to turn when trouble comes. And then, not only that, it it identifies how to get to the place. And the place is God. You say, well, I knew you was going to say that. Well, good. <laughs> but the way to get there is to be a dweller. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. This is a glorious, glorious verse. You know, some people have referred to Psalm 91.1 as the 9-11 of the Bible. Now, you're familiar with 9-11. Like in 1968, I, I didn't remember exact, so I, I looked it up. In 1968, the FCC began working with AT&T in 1967. And in 1968, AT&T designated a number that would be a universal number for emergencies. That wherever you are in the United States of America, you can pick a phone up and dial 911 and you're going to get somebody on the other end that supposedly can direct your need to the proper agency, the proper source. Well, you know, when I think about that, and I think about 
Psalm 91 colon one, <laughs> it's better than that. You know, our 9-11 works in the United States. Psalm 91 verse one works all over the world. It's not confined to the United States. Wherever we are in life, geographically or in any other way, and we have some uh, real trouble problem comes along, here is a go-to verse that is just a wonderful, wonderful verse. Now, let's look at it. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, it identifies the place. The place is the presence of God. And how do you get there? It's that word dwells. That's a very, very interesting word. That, he, that word comes from a Hebrew word, yashav, Y-A-S-H-A-V. That's the Hebrew word. And it's translated here in our English Bible as the word dwells. Now, what it means, it means to remain. It means to abide. It means to sit. You know, this is, now look, think about that. He who abides or uh, dwells or sits, uh, remains, uh, it, it, it's, it, it conveys the idea of you move to a new address. And you know, when you move to a new address, like when people move, most of us have moved. Well, when you get there, you're there. And you need to unpack your stuff and put your dishes in the cabinets and put the clothes in the closet and put the silverware wherever it goes because now that is going to be your dwelling place. You know, there are many people that move, but they don't ever really move. Like sometimes you'll hire an employee from some other place maybe and, and they come and I've watched this in the ministry and they just really never do unpack from where they were. They just kind of hang on to that and, and they never did really, they just don't put their life into, the, into where they are. Doesn't mean they have to forget the other idea. But in God's economy, this whole idea of dwelling, this whole idea of sitting down with God, it, it's contrary to our culture. Our culture is kind of today um, texting and tweeting. Have you ever noticed it? Like, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, everybody's on their phone, sending a text, tweeting, and and you just kind of, you know, you just keep it in touch with everybody and everything in the world. But it, it it's kind of the fast-paced way to live life. There's something about when it comes to God finding a time where we can just sit down and focus on who He is and appreciate the attributes that he has. In fact, you remember that great verse in Psalm 46 says, be still and know that I'm God. Sometimes, you know, what is the old cliche where you hear people say, sometimes God puts people on their back so they look up. Now, I don't know that God puts people on their back so they look up, but one thing about it, when you get on your back, you do look up. Well, this whole idea of being still, it, it really is like, you can watch it in a church service. If, if, there's, if, there's 10, if there's 10 seconds of silence, people get fidgety. You know, we just, we respond to noise. We respond to action. We respond to movement. But when it comes to God, these times where we just spend some time with God, we just sit, we read his word, we pray, and we think those are, those are times where we become a dweller. Where we become a dweller. Now, you know, reading the Bible, it does many things, but one of the great things is it helps you know God better. The more you read the Bible, 
Like I was reading this morning, Psalm 34. It's one of my favorite Psalms. And I'm telling you, it is a great, but as you read that and you begin, and like this Psalm 91, if we don't have time here, but if you want to do something interesting, read the rest of this Psalm. It's just a long list of the benefits of being a dweller. I might want to deal with this next Tuesday. I'm not sure. But there's some marvelous benefits listed here for being a dweller, a person that will just sit and abide and, and focus on God. And, you know, we can't live like that all day, but if we just have little periods of time that we can, what it does, it helps you renew your mind. And, and the way it does that is you read the word of God the, the wisdom of the world, you, you kind of replace the wisdom of the world with the wisdom of God. And it is a marvelous, wonderful thing. Now, I want to encourage you to try something. First of all, the first thing is a given. I encourage you to have a time every day to be a dweller, to just get alone. I mean, you'll have to work at this. And, and, you know, for me, it's best, I think it's best for everybody early in the morning because the day goes on, it just gets, it just gets more difficult. But, but, you know, everybody's different and whatever. But I'll say this, if you don't have a designated time, you'll, you'll be haphazard at this. But if just a designated time that you can be a dweller, that you can sit and read the Bible and let it remove uh, the world's wisdom and renew now God's wisdom, uh, it, it's just a precious time. But now let me tell you something else that works. You know, I don't know about you, but most of us, we find ourselves waiting a lot. Do you ever find that situation like, you know, you, you, you go somewhere, you may have an appointment, but they're behind or whatever, and there's just a lot of waiting time. And I've, I've, I've learned a great thing about that. And, and my, your phone even helps you do it because on your phone, you have your Bible. You know, I don't have my Bible everywhere I go, but I do have my phone. I'm saying to you that in addition to your designated time of being a dweller, be, be, a, be a sensitive and aware of these times that you're waiting. You probably wish you weren't waiting, but you are waiting. And let that be a time that you, instead of fretting over the waiting, because probably there's not much you can do about it, but let that be a time where you are a dweller where you maybe get on your phone, pull up a Bible verse or pull up what you're reading in the Bible, or you just kind of sit and think and you, know, you, you just, and from your heart to the heart of God. Now I had that happen as recent as this morning. Now <clears throat> I've gotten through COVID well, but I, it, it's created other issues for me. And one of those issues has been that in the process of COVID, um, I had such congestion, uh, thankfully not in my lungs, but in my head, that, that it, it kind of messed up one side of my face where it's called TMJ. Some of you maybe have TMJ. And uh, now I didn't, my, my socket didn't come out, but I had, but then beyond that, um, it, it, I learned this morning, like last night, I had such pain in my ear, which I've had this pain in my ear kind of like two or three days, but it wasn't just my ear. It was this whole section here. But last night during the night, I realized that. So this morning, seven o'clock, well, in fact, it's 645. I'm at the doctor's office. I thought, I guarantee you, I'm not a medical doctor, but I've got, 
an infection in my ear. And uh, I made a list of all my symptoms. And I was just at the doctor last week. And so I'm there at seven o'clock. They um, almost, I just almost straight up and down, they, they come and said, come right on back. We're ready to, doctor's ready to see you. I thought, man, this is going to be a, this is going to be quick. Well, it was quick getting me back in that room. But I think my doctor had gone fishing or something because I was there about 25 or 30 minutes before the doctor came into my room. Of course, he has other people. But anyway, there I sit. And, and in the beginning of my sitting there, I thought, well, he'll be here pretty quick. And then after a little while, I thought, I don't believe he's going to be here pretty quick. And then I thought, why don't you do what you're going to talk about today? Use this waiting time that you wish you weren't having. And just let it be a time. I mean, you're in the room. There's nobody in the room but you. The door is closed. The light's on. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll just uh, maybe read a little bit. Well, I had about 25 or 30 minutes of the most wonderful time. And uh, then the doctor came in and he said, oh, my gracious, uh, you're back. I said, I am. And here's my problem. I said, I have an ear infection. I said, I told you last week I had an ear infection. Well, the doctor said, well, let me check. Well, and I had my other symptoms down, you know, and we'd solve one of my problems. But he, he said, well, you know, now here's the situation. When you were in here last week, you didn't have an ear infection. I, I thoroughly looked for an ear infection and you just didn't have one. He said, now today you have an ear infection. And my recommendation to you is quit the ministry and be a doctor. I said, well... <laughs> I'll let you do that. But anyway, he said, what we'll do, we'll clear this thing right up. And uh, when he, he said, we're going to give you a shot and we fix to give you some antibiotics and, and, and it'll, be, it'll be much better real quickly. Now, I told that little story to say, like this very morning, I experienced exactly what this verse is talking about. And many times I'd have been frustrated and think, man, you know, when you make a, when you, well, I didn't really have an appointment. I just showed up. So I couldn't, I couldn't say much about that. Uh, but when I just show up, they do know I'm there. I make my presence known. And, and uh, I don't want any favors, but I do want to get help. But be that as it may, it turned out being a blessed, wonderful time. And I'm encouraging you. You have waiting time. Sometimes they're frustrating. And you, and you know, you wouldn't even have to be in a room by yourself. You just may be waiting in a line to get to something or pay something, whatever the case may be. And it might not be 25 or 30 minutes. It just might be two or three minutes. But you can sit and think about God, think about verses in the Bible. And here's the view. He who dwells, he who's a dweller in the secret place of the Most High, that is in the presence of God, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And Father, I thank you so much that, you know, I don't know, years ago, I don't, somebody helped me kind of come on to the idea that, that waiting time is not necessarily wasted time. We all spend a lot of time waiting. We really do in a lot of different settings. And it can be very frustrating, but God, it can also be very rewarding. You know, I mean, uh, when it comes to the medical profession, you know, that, that it seems like they're always behind because they're just trying to see so many people. But God, it's, it's not a negative thing. It's the God, the wisest thing we'll ever do is, is find some time, use some time to just sit and reflect on your goodness, 
be reminded of your promises and just trust you. Because, God, we can trust every promise you say that because of Jesus. Now, Lord, I don't know in the room today how many people maybe are going through a kind of a, a troubled time. But, you know, we all, Lord, we all have troubled times. And I was just looking today when I was at the doctors. You know, there were some people there that looked really kind of bad situation to me. And, 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 and Lord, they're everywhere. But we, we even have an opportunity to encourage them. And, and, and make us sensitive to that. But bless those today that are going through a troubled time. And may Psalm 91.1 become a go-to verse when we go through these times. Is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.